Hello, and welcome to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. We believe all women lawyers deserve to be wealthy women lawyers. Our mission is to provide thought-provoking, powerful, and practical information to help you in creating your own sustainable, wealth-generating law firm without overwork or overwhelm so you can live your best life. I'm your host, Davina Frederick, and I'm so excited for you to meet our guest today. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. It's Davina Frederick, and I'd like to welcome you to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer podcast. If you've been a fan for a while now, I really thank you for being here. I'm glad you're here today listening to this episode because I think you're going to get a lot of value from it. If you're new to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer podcast, welcome. I'm also glad you're here. The Wealthy Woman Lawyer podcast is sponsored by Wealthy Woman Lawyer, a company that helps women law firm owners scale their law firm businesses to and through a million dollars in gross annual revenue with total ease so they can fully fund and still have time to enjoy the lifestyle of their dreams. If that sounds like something you'd like to do, then come hang out with us in our Facebook community, Wealthy Woman Lawyer, or follow us on Instagram at Wealthy Woman Lawyer. I got the inspiration for today's topic from a social media post that I saw as I was scrolling through my feed. The poster was lamenting hustle culture, which she called bro hustle hustle culture. (laughs) Um, It's this idea that we all should be hustling all the time, day and night to get rich instead of being more balanced with lots of time for rest and relaxation. First, let me just say this. If you need a break from work, then take it. You do not need to work yourself into the ground, nor do you need to justify your need or desire for time off, uh, away from work, social media, other people, whatever it is you need and want a break from. In fact, that's one of the distinct privileges of business owners. And And it's one of the things that in the poll that I've done among my community, A lot of women law firm owners say it's the reason that they went into business for themselves because they wanted that flexibility. We do have the option to say no and to create more flexibility in our lives if that is what we choose. There's no boss telling us that we need to work. However, I suspect that this poster was feeling pressure from what she's seeing in her social media feed more than anything. And to that, I say, if it's bugging you, then delete it, hide it, block it on your social media. That's what those buttons are for. If someone is stressing you out by what they post, we don't have to look at it. I use the block feature liberally uh, because my social media feed is for me and is for my pleasure. And if there's somebody getting on my nerves, I just unfollow. I block them. I, I don't look at that what they're posting on their feed, I choose other things that I find more interesting or fulfilling. Um, better still, you can take a break from social media altogether. You know, that's allowed, right? <laughs> we can do that if, if what we're seeing is stressing us out. All that said, the title of this podcast episode is In Defense of Hustle Culture, Not How to Reduce Stress in Your Life by scrolling your social feed, not scrolling your social media feed all day, comparing yourselves to others. So let's get to it. Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, Tony Robbins, Jeff Bezos, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Rihanna, Mark Zuckerberg, Sarah Blakely, Sarah Blakely, Leslie Stahl, Barbara Walters, Gary Vaynerchuk, Mark Limonis, most of the sharks on Shark Tank, 
Name any highly successful person you know. So just write down, write down the names of some highly successful people that you admire and name any of those people who were not born into the top 1%. And you better believe that they hustled to get where they are today. If you know, do you know any dedicated competitive athletes, for example? If so, then you know they likely are up way before anybody else is in the morning, hitting the pool, the rink, the court, the road, or the field, or wherever it is that they practice their sport. And they'll be back later in the evening after everybody has gone to bed. And they're very careful about every scrap of food they put in their mouths because their goal is to be number one, a champion, an achiever. So they hire coaches, they work extra hard, they hustle, they make sacrifices, they make choices, all because they want to achieve certain goals. It's the same with most any highly successful person you know who did not start out that way. At some point, they made the decision that they wanted to achieve a high-level goal, and to do so, they would need to bring high-level performance. In essence, they would need to hustle. It's the concept, if you want to live a life few others get to live, then you must make choices others are unwilling to make. Of course, most people I named now have the choice of living more balanced lives because they have plenty of money to hire others to produce for them. And they've likely all got to a place where they put their money to work for them as well. But they did not start out that way. And I bet good money that many of them still rise early to get after their goals. Why? Because they built themselves that way through their choice of habits. So they have created the person, they've created themselves to be the person who, um, who will go after their goals and do what is necessary to achieve their goals, even if it means making sacrifices of sleep or, or, you know, certain eating habits or certain activities or making choices about how they spend their money or don't spend their money, invest their money, don't invest their money. They make those choices early on. There is nothing inherently wrong with hustling. All great achievers hustle. When you get into trouble, when we get into trouble is when we compare ourselves to others. When we feel resentment because we don't want to hustle to achieve important goals. If that's not your choice, then don't do it. If you feel pressure by it, then make a choice to step away. But I promise you this, no one who has achieved the goals that you are aspiring and working hard to achieve is going to judge you for hustling to get there and get after your goals and get after you want. It's only going to be those people who are comparing themselves to you and feeling like they're coming up short. Um, and it makes them uncomfortable to watch you do those things. If you are driven to achieve whatever your goals are, don't let other people get in your head about hustle culture and make you feel wrong about your choices. I once had a conversation with a commercial artist friend who said his partner fusses at him because he wants to work all the time on his art, even while he's on vacation. And he said to me, when it's your passion, your calling, you do what you want to do all the time, and it doesn't feel like work. 
So he didn't really have a desire to go on vacations because he was at that point in his business where he just wanted to spend all of his time focused on his passion, which was growing his commercial art business. But he, you know, made it a point to take those time, that time away because it was important to somebody else in his life. And I agree. I know I make a point to schedule time away for my business because I recognize the need to allow my brain to shut off every now and then. And really, uh, since I work out of my home office, um, uh, work is always on my mind and my business is always on my mind because I'm excited about it. I'm excited about growing and serving people. And the only thing that really gets me uh, out of that is to go away on a trip or a vacation. And, and I know that's important, not just for me, but also for my marriage and my husband, for us to be able to do that. And uh, I tend to function in a level of intensity that, you know, most days when I'm thinking about my business, that I, I do need a break every now and then from that. However, I love working with women law firm owner coaching clients. The conversations I have with them about their businesses really energizes me. Um, some days after I've had a day full of calls, I will be absolutely exhausted, but I will just feel so high on life because I just had such a good time enjoying their uh, seeing the world through their eyes and their business through their eyes and watching their accomplishments. I love creating and growing my business, not only because of the wealth uh, and therefore the options that that wealth affords me, but for the sense of accomplishment I feel when a plan works. In fact, I love it so much. The best way I found the best way to expand my capacity because I couldn't keep starting new businesses and growing them was to help others create and grow businesses that they love. Now, of course, I've invested untold hours in growing my business and serving my clients. I worked straight through several weekends in a row to create products um, that I could put out into the world to be able to serve more people. And um, it's not always fun. Sometimes it's, it's tough to sit down in front of this computer again. Others would admonish me to rest. They do admonish me to rest and say things like, all work and no play makes Jill a dull girl. That's my mother's favorite thing to say. <laughs> and the people who say that to me are people who love me and care about me. And they're also people who work for other people and they don't understand the drive and passion of entrepreneurial life. Um, I find it particularly interesting. My parents are always, you know, telling me they're in their 80s and they're always telling me I need to rest. And I remind them that these are the same people that would work all day in their nine to five jobs. And then they would get off work. They would pack up, you know, sandwiches in a bag and we would all go to the property that they bought where they, they, the two of them, my parents would physically build the houses. They did this more than once that we lived in growing up. So to advance themselves in life and in, in their wealth, um, they built their own houses. My Fortunately, my dad had those skills. My mom was right there beside him, um, hammering in boards. And so I remind them that when they see me putting in extra time to create the life that I want or to uh, bring up a project or a passion to life, that they did the very same thing. And, and that's where I got it from, right? So I won't apologize for my hustle. Uh, are there some days I'd rather be in Paris or on the beach or in a mountain cabin somewhere? Of course. But everyone, everywhere has those days, no matter how rich or poor they are. Fantasizing is just a part of human nature. And 
we can make those things happen for ourselves, but it is also a part of human nature to work hard for big, audacious goals. So here's to hustle culture and also to taking rest when you need it. It all boils down to you making choices that serve you and what you want and not worrying about what other people are doing. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If so, and you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a review. I so appreciate all of you guys for doing that. Also, share this episode with uh, friends. It's super easy to do. It won't cost you a cent. And they'll appreciate that you thought enough about them to share it. I am always sharing episodes of podcasts that I love with my sister and with my husband and with my best friend because, and some of my clients, because I just love to be able to send that to them, to support them. Um, And it's a great way to do that. If you are a woman law firm owner and you're looking for a community of like-minded women law firm owners to support you in your journey to scaling your law firm business, business, consider joining our free Facebook group, as I mentioned, or following us on Instagram at Wealthy Woman Lawyer, or you can visit our website, www.wealthywomanlawyer.com, www.wealthywomanlawyer.com to check out all the ways that you can work with me and my team to help you as you scale your law firm business. Thanks again for being here and being a part of Wealthy Woman Lawyer community and the podcast. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners. So thank you. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer podcast. If you have, we invite you to leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform. The more five-star reviews we have, the more women law firm owners will be able to positively impact. Your thoughts and opinions are so important to us. If you are a woman law firm owner who wants to scale your law firm to a million dollars or more in gross annual revenue and do it in a way that's sustainable and feels good to you, then we invite you to join us in the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League. The League is a community of highly intelligent, goal-oriented, and driven women law firm owners who are excited to support one another on their journeys to becoming wealthy women lawyers. We'll be sharing so much in the League in the coming year, including the exclusive million-dollar law firm framework that until now, I've only shared with my private one-to-one clients. For more information and to join us, go now to www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash lead. That's www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash lead. Lead is spelled L-E-A-G-U-E. We look forward to seeing you soon in the lead.